Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Wonder why so many advisors who used to hate annuities now appear to love them? Well, as we'll soon discover, it's not necessarily the annuity that's the problem. It's the way they have traditionally been paid to sell them. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money. The Worry-Free Retirement with your host, nationally recognized retirement specialist and six-time author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. They're called commissions, that form of compensation a person makes for finding a buyer for the goods and services provided by a seller. Webster's defines commissions this way, a fee paid to an agent or employee for transacting a piece of business or performing a service. Commissions are nothing new and have always been accepted and fair way of payment for those who are assisting sellers in the transacting of business with the buyers. In fact, In the financial world, up until the creation of the 401k plan some 40 years ago, commissions were the way all advisors got paid. There was no such thing as receiving a recurring fee on other people's money, such as it is the practice today. In 1978, millions of Americans began pouring their hard-earned money into 401k plans, plans that offered investments from Wall Street. But since Wall Street had always operated on commissions and seeing as though the employee contributions were very small into these 401k plans, Wall Street had trouble calculating commissions on the many transactions. So what they did to make up for themselves is they switched to something called a recurring fee model, one that paid them a fee whether you did better or whether you did worse, something we in the industry who receive payments on this type of basis call Assets Under Management, or AUM. The result of this nifty way Wall Street began making money on other people's money was a bonanza, seeing as though the growth of assets in the 401k plans went from millions of dollars to trillions of dollars, and yes, recurring fees that continued to go up and up for Wall Street. So, what's the recent love affair, though, that Wall Street has with these products they've always hated called annuities? Well, as the old saying goes, let's follow the money. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, the annuity king himself, who for nearly 40 years has loved and continues to love annuities. And yes, even the commissions they provide, retirement planning specialist and fiduciary Tony Walker. And before we share with you Wall Street's hatred of annuities and why all of a sudden they seem to be in love with them, Let me introduce to you in the studios here in Louisville, Kentucky on this April 18th, 2023, America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Aaron Orender. Good morning, Aaron. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. 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 You know, when we think of this term commission, Aaron, um, does does the term commission, the thought of you paying a commission to somebody for some sort of transaction of business, and be honest, does it kind of bother you to know that they could be making a commission? I mean, it depends, I guess, if I think it's a fair amount or not. Yeah. You know, 
And maybe if they're doing something to earn it, possibly. Right. Um, you know, I often think of in our business, and, and it's very true, um, still, I, we have an unusual business model. Now, there's some advisors that only work on a fee basis. They could be a fee-based planner or money manager. We'll get into that in a minute. And there's some advisors, some of them aren't even really technically advisors, they're just insurance agents, but some advisors who work strictly on a commission basis. Uh, years ago, when I first got in the business, most mutual funds were sold on a commission basis. They were called A shares. Uh, they generally charged 5 to 6%, and that money was taken out up front. So let's say you went out and bought a mutual fund from an advisor, and you put $100,000, they're going to make about $5,000 right up front. That's deducted right off the top. So your 100000 went to 95000 And uh, there's not many mutual funds that charge commissions anymore. A few of them are. But for the most part, we in the industry who are on the security side of things, the Wall Street side of things, we charge what's called assets under management. And as we're going to see today, it's a very, very lucrative, very profitable way for advisors to get paid, especially if those advisors are charging fees uh, on average, I'm seeing fees a lot of one and a half percent, and we're going to see that's a huge amount of money to be siphoning off a client's account, especially uh, as we saw in 2022 when those accounts are going down. So there's always been this big debate of commissions versus fees. And I think by the end of the show, what you're going to find out is, is kind of what Aaron said. Hey, you know, if somebody's helping you think about this, uh, as Zig Ziglar always said, Aaron, that um, sales is really just helping somebody get what they want at the least amount of cost. That's a pretty good, right? I mean, sure. yeah, you use a salesman to help you get something. And if they're doing a good job, I mean, why wouldn't you want them to be paid? So uh, what we're going to get into is the idea of trying to understand why Wall Street, and they are, boy, for years, they have bashed annuities. And now all of a sudden, these products appear to be the cat's meow from Wall Street. So, and what we're going to find is it's not a matter of the annuities being better or improving over the years. In fact, I've been selling annuities uh, religiously for over 20 years. The, the products have changed a little, but not that much. No, the reason Wall Street now loves annuities is because they don't like commissions, but they love those recurring fees. Good stuff coming away. You're listening to the Worry-Free Retirement. Let's find out why Wall Street hates commissions, but loves those fees. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Are you retired or retiring soon? Do you have a 401k, IRA, thrift savings account, 403b, or lump sum pension that you'd like to move to safer territory? Did you know that all the money you see on your 401k statement isn't really yours? Depending on your overall taxable income, the government has essentially a lien on your 401k that can tax as much as 40% of your money when you go to take it out. Tony Walker calls this the 401k tax tumor. For over 33 years, retirement specialist Tony Walker has helped thousands of savers worry less about money by creating game plans to deal with your tax tumor. Get control of your retirement by controlling the taxes owed on it. Schedule a free meeting to see if you can reduce your tax tumor and provide a guaranteed income you can never outlive. To get started, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. With the uncertainty of the stock market, now may be the best time to consider moving your 401k to safer territory. To talk to me at no cost or obligation, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. 
Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. And uh, we're on this uh, kick about why all of a sudden, uh, for years, Wall Street has bashed annuities, but now appears to love them. There's an article I'm reading here, and I think we covered this last week, a young lady in California who basically even says that she was a self-professed annuity hater, but she's changed her mind since now annuities, they can purchase those for their clients with fees and not those commissions as if commissions are bad. So let's kind of talk about annuities and it's a word synonymous with commissions really. And I think that's why they get such a bad rap for some reason. There's even an ad on TV. I see all the time, Aaron, and we're fiduciaries, but they say we are fiduciaries. We don't sell products for a commission. What, what does that mean to you? If you're watching this ad and you don't know anything about it. So it makes it sound like Commission for some bad, right? Stupid reason it makes it it they're I don't know. It's almost like they're trying to convince you, hey, we're not gonna make any money. And it's like, well, yeah, you are. You wouldn't just do this for nothing, you know. Yeah, and the, and they imply these commissions are bad. So uh personally, I don't see anything wrong with a commission. To me, again, let's talk about this. If I'm helping somebody get what they want, or somebody's helping me get what I want, and they're doing a service, and somebody's gotta pay them. So I'll use a couple of examples, Aaron, and and here's the beauty. I call it willing buyer, willing seller. Okay, let's say I go to a car lot and I'm looking for a new car, right? If I'm on the car lot, who's going to walk out immediately out of those front doors to greet me? What are they? Person. The salesperson. Okay, and let's say the salesperson's very nice. They do the shopping for me. They do the negotiating. They order the car, blah blah blah. I end up signing the deal, and I'm signing the paperwork. Do I personally, Aaron, write a check to the salesperson for his or her commission? No. Okay. I'm the buyer. I don't pay the commission. Who's paying that uh, salesman? That the car dealership. The car dealership. Car company. Yeah. That's included in the price. It's baked into the cake. Right. So the dealer, the seller, pays the commission. So why do I really care? I'm glad the gentleman or lady got paid. All right. Another example of this. Okay. Uh, let's say I'm looking for a new home. I'm driving all over. I see a, a sign out in front of the home. It's a real estate agent. I call the real estate agent. The agent shows me the home. They take me around. They work hard. I buy the home. I show up the loan closing, right? I'm buying the home. Do I write the real estate agent a check as the buyer? Yes no. or no? no? No. No. Who's paying the commission? The seller. Seller. Yeah. Seller. Yeah, there you go. So if I'm the homeowner selling the home, I have to literally pay the commission. So again, folks, as long as the person selling is doing a great job uh and you're the buyer why would you care so now the other example before if you just now joined us the old mutual funds you actually as the buyer had to pay the commission you put a hundred thousand dollars in an a share mutual fund and it paid a five percent that's called a load in our world we call it a load it's just a commission so what happened was the poor old buyer started out in that mutual fund with not a hundred thousand dollars if it had a five percent load they would start at 95000 So in that case, Aaron, the buyer paid the commission. Gotcha. Now, we're talking at the break. What's another example? This is getting more and more, I want to say, blatant. That sounds bad. But where's another example where the buyer pays the commission instead of the seller? Well, I would say like with restaurants, you know, when you get your food, hopefully it's satisfactory, doesn't make you sick, whatever, <laughs> you know, that server is not, you pay for that meal you're not paying that server. That server makes tips off of what they've, you know, how many times have they been around and refilled your drink and have they, you know, kept you supplied with breadsticks and, or, you know, whatever. I mean, what, however they are depends on, you know, but one thing you and I've talked about is, you know, that tip 
is starting to kind of get, as you said, baked into the price. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of restaurants now. They've got the electronic tip. And, well, do you want to give them 15%? Do you want to give them 18%? Do you want to give them 22%? It's tipping automatically. Uh, it's for the birds. And, and the buyer is paying that commission, right? So if we call a tip a commission, you kind of, and again, I don't mind paying that. But in that case, the seller's off the hook. The restaurant pays these servers probably not a lot of money. And then they expect the customers to, which, you know, I'm fine with that. But yeah, it's just kind of interesting. So let's back up a minute, okay, and, and kind of start back from scratch here with the 401k. So up until 1978, when the 401k was first introduced to the American Joe Saber here, what happened was most stockbrokers, most insurance agents, everybody out there worked on a commission. There was no such thing as fees charged, but what happened was Wall Street, who provides all these literally thousands and thousands of mutual funds to the 401k custodians to offer, they, they had to figure out a way to make money on this and keep it easy to monitor and they went from a transaction commission base to a fee. It's called assets under management. So with literally trillions of dollars, can you imagine this business model, Aaron? If I've got literally billions and billions of dollars, or I can just charge a small percentage every year, that's called a recurring fee. Not that I don't have to do anything to earn it, but I'm really not going out and have to keep serving. I just have to keep people happy. That's a pretty consistent business model for income, wouldn't you say? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Wall Street realized they're thinking, wait a minute, why do we have to get out here and hustle up these tips and these commissions? And why can't we just keep the money there and charge fees? And the problem with this process, here's the real problem. Here's the rub. And I'm seeing this right now, Aaron. And a lot of people come in as we record this show in April of 2023. Their accounts sank last year, lost a lot of money. A lot of these people are retired and nearing retirement. And they're going back to these brokers who are getting charged or getting paid a fee whether they do better or not. And they're saying to the broker or the advisor, hey, what can we do? I'm losing money here. And the typical response, they've been saying this for years, is hang in there. Just hang in there. Just hang in there. And I think a lot of people are getting burned out on that response, you know, and or the market will always come back. Well, again, that's that was good advice uh, 20 years ago when many people were 40 and 50 years of age. But these baby boomers have come of age, folks. They're you know, many of you are riding down the road, you're retired or getting ready to retire. And the thought of your account dropping, you know, 20 or 30%, you know, you had 600,000 last year and you got 450 this year. And for somebody to, you know, glibly say on the other side of the desk, just hang in there, it'll come back. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be paying a fee for that type of advice. So when we come back, this is going to be really interesting. I'm going to go through an example. Uh, let me set the stage because this, this was really cool. I had a client who came in for a review. So what happens at Tony Walker Financial, anytime our clients want to come in for a review, Aaron, they can meet with me or the, one of the other salaried fiduciaries, but sometimes they just want to meet with me, the owner of the company at any time at no cost. We do not charge a fee to meet with our clients. Our advice is free. We only charge commissions on the sale of insurance products. Those are paid by the companies. They're not paid directly out of the pocket of the consumer. So there's no out-of-pocket cost to buy our insurance products. Or we can charge from a fee standpoint as we manage money through Charles Schwab. That's 0.8%. Eight-tenths of 1% is all we charge, and that's for everything. So I'm going to set the stage before we take a break. So a gentleman came in, a client, wanted a review. He was looking at his Schwab account. Schwab account hadn't done well. It kind of was at a break-even. And I said, by the way, Mr. Jones, you got a lot of money over here at Schwab. 
uh, several years ago, we didn't have these short-term annuities paying these high interest rates. We've got an annuity now that pays 5% guaranteed for five years. And he said, oh my gosh, really? He said, well, am I going to have to pay a fee? I said, no, the annuity is not going to be through Charles Schwab. The annuity will be through the insurance company. And he, and he legitimately said, well, wait a minute, Tony, how are you going to get paid? That would have been one of my first questions. Yeah. So how do you get paid? I get paid a commission. And the seller, the insurance company, is going to pay it. And his response, I'm going to leave you hanging, folks, because this is a dandy. I'm Tony Walker. Stay tuned. You're going to love this next story. And you're going to learn why Wall Street hates commissions and loves those fees. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bob Graves. And I'm Marge Graves, and we live in Louisville, Kentucky. We're both Vietnam veterans, and really Vietnam is probably what brought us together. When I volunteered to go to Vietnam, I was 24 years old, and I was a captain. When Bob Hope and Sammy Davis Jr. came over to entertain, they picked a doctor and a nurse that were serving in Vietnam to be their medical team that would travel with them. I came home in January. I had already done the Bob Hope show when I was going to do Sammy Davis when I got back. And the courier found out that I had done the Bob Hope show. Then they put a half-page story about my experience in in Vietnam and, and about the Bob Hope show and put a picture of me in the paper. Two weeks after I got back to, uh, to Vietnam, I got a letter from a Louisville boy. I remember it was like a Sunday edition or something. And I'm not sure why I even picked it up. It was, you know, kind of one of these destiny things and picked it up and saw her picture and read the article and, and just, you know, sent a, sent a brief note about thanking her for what she did in Vietnam. And so we started writing, and we started writing every day. And all of a sudden, we were, we were kind of falling in love. Six months later, after I got out of the military, we got married. Even though we've been married for 50 years, he still is my best friend, so... Well, I retired uh, in 2008. Marge retired in, what, 2007. 2007. So we've been retired for quite a while now. And we like it. Yeah, we enjoy it. When we first met with Tony, we brought in all of our financial information. And, he, I mean, he, he took a couple of days to, to look through it and gave us solid advice on where we were, where we would probably be in the future, recommendations that we would have. We opened up our financial books to Tony and and he went through everything very thorough and, and came up with a game plan that that we still adhere to I, I think the game plan is the key if in life you need a game plan and uh, and and definitely in retirement so did you know that you can watch the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money anytime you want? The show's called The Worry-Free Retirement. It's hosted by Tony Walker, and it's available on YouTube. All you got to do is go to YouTube.com, and right there in the search bar, type in Tony Walker Financial, and you'll see Tony's smiling face. Click on that, and you're going to find all types of video content. Again, that's YouTube.com, Tony Walker Financial. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Before we get into sharing this example of a client who came into me and we decided to move some of his money out of the Charles Schwab fee-based program we offer into a short-term accumulation annuity, offering a guaranteed rate of 5% with no fee, and how in the world I was going to make money on that transaction. 
this is an interesting article. This came out in, uh, I believe it was Kiplinger's. Uh, why so many experts, listen closely, folks, experts. Do you ever wonder sometimes, uh, Aaron, who these self-proclaimed experts are? Have you noticed there's always these experts? And you get to be an expert. Do you have like a like... plaque? Do you have a certification? <laughs> You know, I love that. That's I a, can be an expert on tying my shoes because I've done it for so many years. Yeah. What? Just say you're an expert. Yeah, I'm an expert at tying shoes. Derek, can you? Are you an expert at tying your shoes? I forgot how to tie my shoes. No, he's no, not. he's Derek, not. Derek's not. So there he's you go. not. So Derek, anytime you need expert advice on tying shoes, Derek's over there working on the TV show. Okay. So I love this tie. So why so many experts consider annuities a win for retirees? Here's the subtitle. Rising interest rates, pressure on Social Security, unpredictable markets, and longevity risks are making annuities ever more attractive as part of a retirement plan. Folks, I've been using annuities for over 20 years. I've been saying this same stuff. So for the so-called experts, for this to dawn on them all of a sudden is almost comical. To me, it proves they're not experts at all, or they would have realized this 20 years ago because interest rates, Social Security, unpredictable markets, longevity risk, those have been factors for years. That's not just something that came up overnight. But I love this part of the article. Let me thumb through here and find it. Uh, they've got this list of things going here, and it says experts weigh in on annuities. So let's let's listen to the experts. I won't even name the names of some of these people. Some of them are financial entertainers. Um, I don't even know if some of these people even work in the trenches. You, you've heard how many people I've met with, right, Aaron? I've met in person with over 15,000 people, folks. We have over 3,000 clients at Tony Walker Financial. More than half of those clients are over the age of 65. Uh, we are experts at retirement planning because we got so many darn clients to watch their lives play out. You, you become an expert, I think. Certainly, academic plays a part, but you become an expert because you have experience in the specific field. I don't know what a financial entertainer, I don't know how many times that person probably ever meets with a retiree and does a game plan and spends time with them and watches their life play out. I would say probably never. But anyway, as the experts weighed in, here's this funny thing. It says, bottom line, while retirees may not be experts in the field, isn't that condescending mm. to even say that? I love that. Wow. Studies show, so we don't, but experts follow studies, Aaron. They don't follow real people. They're just following studies. So let's repeat that. Bottom line, this article says, while retirees may not be experts in the field, Studies show that retirees feel more secure if they are receiving annuity payments. Well, imagine that. Sure. So only someone who feels secure about annuity payments is really who you ought to be listening to, folks. So the experts in this case know nothing about what savers want. That's why we work with savers, folks. We don't work with investors and speculators. We know what savers looking for. They're looking for certainty. That's why 20 years ago, I started offering these products called annuities. All right, so let me go through this illustration. This is really cool. So in the essence of time, we've got about six minutes left. Aaron's kind of giving me the clock there and pointing and saying, we've got to get going, Tony. Okay, set the stage again. A gentleman came in, a client. He had some money with Schwab. We recommended moving 100000 out of Schwab over into a new five-year guaranteed interest annuity. No fees. The annuity guaranteed is going to pay him 5% at the end of five years. He can walk away just a straightforward annuity. And did you remember at the break, what was his question to me, Aaron, to do this? Because he wanted to do it, but what did he ask? He wanted to do it, but he wondered how were you going to get paid. Right. So he, because he knew intuitively, wait a minute, Tony, you're taking 100000 out of your Schwab platform. We charge eight-tenths of 1%. And then I think he had heard the annuities were, some of these annuities just paid exorbitant commissions to the agents. 
So I told him, I said, sir, you want to know how much I'm making? Because we, we disclosed that. He goes, well, yeah, if you don't mind telling me. I said, we'll make on this transaction 2.5% in commission up front. He said, well, that's not that high. And I said, and guess who pays it? Who do you think pays it? Does he pay it, Aaron, or the insurance company? The insurance company pays Insurance it. company. So he doesn't even have anything out of pocket. Plus, listen, folks, he doesn't have to pay any fees anymore. So I did the math real quick, and I said, sir, with all due respect, I'm going to lose money on this transaction. And he said, how so? Well, let's do some math. So I got on the whiteboard. And by the way, folks, uh, Aaron, tell people how they can watch the TV show because I'm running into people who listen to the radio show. They don't even know we have a TV show. So if somebody wanted to watch this presentation, how can they find past episodes of our television show? Right. So this episode is going to air the weekend of March or uh, May 18th. Uh, so May 20th, 21st, that'll be the weekend. That's when the show is going to air. Uh, folks, if you're looking for the dates and times, all you got to do is go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Go up in the uh, right-hand menu and look for the dates and times of the shows, and you're going to find the dates and times of the shows, okay? All right. Thank you, Aaron. So basically, here's the deal. If I put $100,000 with this annuity, and they pay me 2.5% commission, that's $2,500 they pay to me directly. Right, Aaron? You okay. Got that? Okay. But the $100,000 still works for him. So let's, And I'm going to use 4% just so we can keep it even. So let me thumb through here. So... Oh, okay. Well, let's do it this way. We'll get the good news last. Let's say you said, well, no, I'm going to leave my 100% over here with the other guys. And let's say the money manager can also earn 4% over five years, but they're charging 1.5% per year. All right? Okay. That means over the next five years, the money manager, remember my commission was $2,500. Remember that, Aaron? The money manager charging 1.5% is going to make $7,800 in fees. Pretty, pretty big Almost difference. Almost three times. Almost three times. And your account, because you have to deduct the fees out and the opportunity cost on the fees, your account at the end of five years, granted, you've got $100,000, would be worth one hundred and twelve. Now, if you didn't understand fees, you'd probably say, well, okay, I well, made, some, made money. some money. Okay, sure, whatever. Okay, let's keep going. So let's look at our account. We ran the numbers. If you had left that account, this gentleman left the account with Tony Walker Financial, we get him 4%, but we got to charge eight-tenths of 1%. You with me? Our fees would be $4,200 a year. We made a lot less than the money manager, the other guys, but we still made good money. Sure. And at the end of the five years, he would have 116000 more money. Does that make sense? Okay. Less fees means more money. But look at the difference here. By us moving 100000 remember, folks, this is what a fiduciary is supposed to do. A fiduciary is supposed to act in your best interest and not always be focused on just how much money we're making. And this is proof of that. Remember, if I had left this gentleman in the Schwab account and just told him to hang in there or we'll do better or we can throw you in a CD, don't worry about it. Again, at the end of five years, on the 100000 we would have made, assuming a 4% annual growth, $4,200. But by putting him in the annuity and then paying us an upfront commission, the insurance company, not him, we made $2,500. And guess what his account would have grown to, Aaron? Because he hadn't had any fees. $121,000. So as we flip over, I know this gets hard to understand, but as we flip over, folks, that's what almost, uh, that's over $8,000 more than the other guys. That's in his pocket. Could you use $8,000 extra in sure. years? That's that's a lot of tips you could tip servers. Right, that's trouble. a lot of that's oh. a lot of twenty percent tips you can give them. <laughs> so, folks, as you sit here and think about this, and you hear this nonsense that 
you know, commissions are bad and uh, fees are the, you know, like these articles. Now that uh, now that annuities are paying us fees, this is even better, folks. With annuities paying fees now and taking away commissions, all that's doing is following into the money manager's protocol, and it's just going to probably mean more commissions or fees. And there's no way to know that answer because we do both, by the way. There's no way to know the proper answer until you get a written assessment from a trained retirement specialist, somebody who's done this for nearly 40 years, and that's us at Tony Walker Financial. You see, at Tony Walker Financial, we truly do put our client's best interest first, and we do that with a proprietary process we call the Worry-Free Retirement. And here's how this process can start for you. First of all, it's really easy to get started, and it's absolutely free. To get started and find out more about our operation, what you do is you take advantage of something called the free 10-minute fiduciary phone call. And to take advantage of this, you can log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. And you're going to click on that little red button there at the homepage to arrange your free fiduciary phone call. Then, after we have a brief conversation, if it warrants, myself or one of our trained financial uh, fiduciaries, salaried fiduciaries, will be happy to meet with you at either our Bowling Green, Louisville, or Lexington, Kentucky offices. So do it now. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, or you can give us a call at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's program. You remember, though, between now and next week, if all else fails, you be worry-free. Make it a good one.